Let's have some fun on a Friday and ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Are you excited? You should be excited because it's going to be three hours of fun. Uh, actually, uh, pause on that for a second. Maybe not three complete hours of fun because I've got to start out with something a little bit different here. Bear with me a moment. I'm going to get to some history here in a second. And I know what you're probably saying. Jesse, I know you have asked Dr. Jesse questions. We have more defunding the police, barely funding the police talk. What's happening in Canada? They're grabbing kids. They're grabbing dogs. People are being beaten. Journalists are being arrested. Jesse, how can you not lead with that? I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. I feel like it is an appropriate time before I get to any of that to do another little rewind here. And longtime listeners of the show will know this sounds very familiar because I've talked about it before. There's a book out there. Not my book. I don't know the author. He may be a, a, a card-carrying communist for all I know. I don't know anything about it. I'm not getting paid to promote it. But there's a book out there. I've encouraged you to either read it or if you're a loser like Chris, get the audiobook version because he can't read or I don't get, there are podcasts out there about this particular subject. If you don't want to read the book, I get it. The book is called Ordinary Men. And here's what it's about. And believe me, this is going to tie into what we're going to get into here in just a second. The book is called Ordinary Men. And you might look at the cover of this book and you're going to see words like Nazi, Holocaust, Final Solution. And maybe, not that I want you to have this reaction, maybe you're going to do a kind of half eye roll thing. Because I've heard this from people before and this is what I hear from people. Oh gosh, do we need another book about the Holocaust? There's a thousand books about the Holocaust. Okay, just pause for a second. Pause. Not that I think that's your reaction, but let's say that that is your reaction. I want to pause you right there. This is not a book about the Holocaust. It is not. That's not how you need to read it, I should say. This is not a book you need to read because it's going to give you another, yet another education on the fact Nazis were really, really bad people and they killed a lot of Jews. That is not the lesson you need to take from this. You already know that. Here's just a little brief part of the book, and I'm going to skip over the most gruesome parts of it. And I'm not going to read this verbatim. I'm actually just doing this off the top of my head. Last time I read this book, I've read it a few times, was a few months ago. But I want to go to the very beginning, really the beginning of what was happening. And here's what happened. Germany, Germany eventually moved into Poland. You know, this was always one of Hitler's goals. And it is funny, not that I'm going to geek out on all the history stuff tonight, but you know there weren't that many Jews in Germany? Hitler hated Jews, legitimately hated them. I know you're going to find that shocking. But it was something like 1% of the German population. As much as he hated them, you'd think it was half the people there. there. There weren't many Jews in Germany. And lots of the ones who were there because of the anti-Semitic policies, they packed it up and left when they could. Well, I don't want to live like that. Understandable, right? I'll go somewhere else. 
Well, in Hitler's efforts to expand Germany, Poland was part of that plan. And there were tons of Jews in Poland, so how about that for one of historical ironies? In expanding his borders, he acquired lots of Jews. He all of a sudden found himself in charge of lots of Jews. Now, let's set Hitler, Nazis, Holocaust, things like that aside for a moment. Just know that... Every single type of troop or soldier in an army is not the same. You know this, obviously. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. Uh, you're uh, Navy SEALs. Everyone knows what a Navy SEAL is. A Navy SEAL is going to have a very different role, honestly, than just a, a normal Marine dumb grunt like I was. You can argue superior. They're certainly far better, you know what I mean? Tougher, run further, things like that. But uh, definitely a very different role. He's going to be doing things that, that a regular Marine grunt would never do. Uh, a, a medic. Somebody, you know what? Not, an, not even a field medic. Someone who works in a hospital is going to have a very different role than the Marine grunt. So on and so forth. You understand all this. And if you're a, a Nazi war machine and you're on the move and let's just say you've gobbled up Poland, you have the same thing in your army too. You have shock troops. You have people good for this, people good for that. And you're busy with your sights set east. And so here you are. You've just taken over Poland. You have your highly trained troops. You have your SS guys. You have, you have all these guys. And you can't really waste them in the country you've already pacified because it would be a waste. You're not going to take, you know, if we took over Mexico, we're not going to leave the, uh, the Navy SEALs who I just brought up to, to guard a post to guard a, a roadblock somewhere. That'd be a waste of Navy SEALs. Let's get someone else in there. Navy SEALs got to go blow some stuff up, right? Same thing was happening back then with Germany. All right, they took over Poland. All right, we got a bunch of, we just own this country now. We got to figure out how to run it, how to secure it. We're not going to leave our best troops here. So let's get our best trained troops out of here. And let's just bring in some reservists. And remember, reservists for the most part are citizen soldiers. You've seen, you remember the old arguments or, or the old ads. I don't even know if they still run these. Join the National Guard. You'll work one weekend a month, two week a year or something like that. Or something to that effect. And so what does that mean? Well, he can basically function with a weapon, and he knows how to march in formation, kind of. But it's just a bunch of citizens. It's construction workers and accountants and truck drivers and teachers. And it's just dudes, just normal dudes like the kind you know, like the kind you hang out with. That's what a reservist essentially is. Now, keep in mind, this is all going to tie in. So just stay with me. This is going to tie into what you are seeing right now across the globe, in Canada, America, other places, you're, this is all going to tie in. New York City, this is going to tie in. So stay with me, all right? Just stay with me. So the Nazis are pushing east. They take over Poland. All right, we got the place. Uh, hey, let's bring in some reservists. We're not going to waste our uh, our Wehrmacht guys. Not going to waste our SS guys here. We got to go murder Jews somewhere else. Can we just get some regular reservists to come in and just guard the streets and things like that? And that's what they did. They brought in a police reserve battalion. And again, I want to stress this. Not Nazis. Remember, everybody in the German military in World War II, they weren't card-carrying Nazis. Sure, I'm pretty sure everyone had to pledge to the Fuhrer and things like that. But these are not anti-Semitic people. Some were, some weren't. But they're not Nazis. These are just, like I said, 
teachers, accountants, guy owns a little candy shop here, guy works as a factory manager there, but they've had some military training. Hey, let's bring in the reservists to secure Poland. We got something else to do. And they bring in this reserve police battalion. And the Nazis decide about this point in the war. I mean, it was never the plan to exterminate all the Jews. Originally, Hitler just wanted rid of them. He wanted them deported. He was tried to get rid of them, tried anything he did. At one point, they wanted to deport all the Jews to Madagascar. That's real, by the way. Chris, Chris is lifting up his hands. Madagascar was uh, held by the French, controlled by the French back then, and the French were more open to this kind of thing. Hitler kind of had this dream of throwing all the Jews in Germany on a boat and deporting them off to an island somewhere. I know, far-fetched, far-right, Chris said you're not Southern people. <laughs> oh, whatever, you'd have made it work, Chris. Anyway, the, that was that was the plan was not extermination. And then at some point, the evil continued to take over, and they continued to have more Jews under their control, and at some point, they decided, let's just start killing them all. Now, 500, roughly, I'm not going to give you the, all the exact details, 500 men in this reserve police battalion, and their commander gets an order one day. Remember, we're talking reservists here. They're not doing anything special. Patrolling the streets, guarding some checkpoints. They're not, they're not out there blowing up bridges with C4. Just, just normal dudes like you, like me. Their commander gets an order one day, and it's an order that floors him, devastates him, actually. Again, I told you these weren't Nazis. He gets an order that they have to go to this village, this Jewish village. They have to grab all the men, haul all the men out of the village, and then they are told they have to execute the women and children and babies and old people who are left in this village. And this commander is despondent. He's not some Nazi. He's not some murderer. He doesn't want to kill Jews. Certainly doesn't want to kill women and children. He, would ne- he, couldn't, he couldn't do it. 500 men were told to do it. They were told they could refuse. Do you want to know how many refused? I'll tell you in just one second. Now, people ask why I'm so passionate. We get emails all the time why I'm so passionate about the various companies I speak for on this show. I'm passionate about it because they've all been vetted and they all care as much about this country as you do and I do. When I talk about Pure Talk, it's not just that Pure Talk's veteran or CEO is a Vietnam veteran. It's that their customer service is based in America. When you talk to someone at Pure Talk, you actually talk to an American. How about that? And unlike Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, you're not sending your money to a company that hates you and your values. You never see that garbage from Pure Talk. Oh, and they'll save you a bunch of money. Average family saves over $800 a year. And from your cell phone... If you dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, you'll save an additional 25% on your first three months. <laughs> How about that? Dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. We'll be back with the conclusion of this. Truth. Attitude. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Just hang with me a little heavy here at the beginning. Don't worry. 
Eric Adams is on it. The budget is going to be basically flat. Oh, no increased police funding. What a shock. I'll tell you what, set that aside for a moment. Get back to my story here. I'm not going to recap the whole thing in case you missed the beginning of the show. We're just doing a little history recap kind of because of what's going on right now in Canada and around the world. Talking about uh, some Nazi reserve police battalion, not Nazis, just a bunch of normal dudes, barely even in the military. They're forced to go work in occupied Poland, whatever. And one day their commander in charge of 500 men gets word from the Nazi high command that he is to go into a village remove all the men, march them off to slave labor camps, and then they are to execute women and children and old people with their guns, standing children beside a ditch and killing them. Can you even comprehend that level of evil? So this commander... He understands he doesn't have a bunch of Jew-hating Nazis in front of him. So he stands in front of his guys, 500 of them, 500 men. And he tells them, hey, I understand. Look, we're a bunch of reservists. I don't know what this evil, murderous nonsense is. But I want you guys to understand, you don't have to do this. 500 guys given an out by their commander that they do not have to do this terrible act they've just been told to do. And there will be, they're assured, reminder, remember, there will be no punishment whatsoever. 500 guys. Hey, who doesn't want to kill women and kids today? Do you know how many said no? 10. 10 men out of 500. My community college education may be a little fuzzy, but that doesn't seem like a very high percentage to me, does it? Ten men. Now, like I said at the very beginning, that is not about the book Ordinary Men and about that little story. There's a lot more of the story. It goes on through. It'll walk you through all of it, how they go do terrible things. I'm not going into them tonight. It's just too ugly. It's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. It's too ugly. And by the end of the war, they're more than willing to do these terrible things because they've conditioned themselves to do terrible things. But ten men. When they were told to do something terrible, 10 men had the guts to stop, stand up and say no. I'm about to get into the Canada stuff and the Biden stuff and, and I mean, defund the police in New York and all these other things. But I, I, wanna, I want you to do yourself a favor right now. A little self-analysis is always good, right? And it, it generally hurts because you come up with some answers you don't like about yourself. But a little self-analysis is generally healthy. I know I hate when I have to look in the mirror and analyze exactly. All right. Are you doing great at everything or are you not doing so well at some stuff? Well, look at a little puffy there, Jess. Well, you, you, you know, I, I get it. I get it. Let's do a little self-analysis. When you look back at history, you undoubtedly find bad guys in history. Right? We just talked about it. Let, you know, let's use the example of Nazis. It's way overused, but let's use the example of Nazis. Would you have been a Nazi? Would you have stood as a camp guard on one of the towers? Would you, if you were part of that reserve police battalion, would you have been one of the 10 of 500 to step up and say, no, I will do what's right? Would you have? Well, you probably are saying to yourself right now, Jesse, I have no idea. 
Maybe that's what you're saying, or maybe you're saying this. No way! I would do what is right. I would refuse on pain of death. Okay? Let me ask you a couple questions. Don't, you don't need to email me. You don't need to call. This is just a personal question for you. Question, this is a self-analysis. When everybody told you, the media, government, the medical facilities in this medical institutions in this country, actors, athletes, when every single cultural institution in this society told you that some businesses were essential and some were not, and that you should stand six feet away from everybody. What do you think about that? What did you think about that? You know, set that aside. Set that, that's, that's COVID stuff. Let, let, me, let me ask you something. When St. George Floyd died, and every single cultural institution, all of them, all of them, both political parties, media, actors, athletes were, of course, the worst, professors, when all of them lined up to push the outright lie with no statistical backing whatsoever that, that cops were hunting down black men for sport in this country and that there's some kind of horrible p- epidemic of cops killing black men, killing unarmed black men, when they, when they push those outright lies, what did you say? Did you stand up and say, that's a lie? Did you stay silent? Did you even maybe, in the presence of friends or online, did you even maybe go along with it a little bit? Yeah, you know, I love Tim Scott. We do need police reform. Again, this is self-analysis. You don't need anybody judging you. You think about this. So I think if you've ever asked yourself the question, what would I have been? What would I have been if I was in Germany, 1938? I would submit to you, you have your answer. And I know that's difficult, but the truth is, unless you are willing to be hated, unless you are willing to swim against the tide, unless you are willing to look at your government, your media, your friends, your family members, your professors, your religious leaders sometimes, unless you're willing to look at all of them, an army of people staring at you saying, jump, and you are willing to say no, then the truth is you know exactly what you would have done back then. May I submit to you before I get into Justin Trudeau, Eric Adams, Joe Biden, Ask Dr. Jesse and everything else. May I submit we need a lot more people in this society willing to look at a sea of evil and swim against that tide. I say the time is now that we start being those people and thinking for ourselves. You want to know what I'm talking about? Well, it's time. Hang on. Jesse Kelly show and oh yeah oh I love this headline from the New York Times Omicron dented New York City tourism just as visitors were starting to return do people who write for these newspapers do you actually look at your other headlines before you write the current headlines I mean look I say this as somebody who doesn't live in New York City New York City do you 
Do you know what the rest of the world sees in your headlines now? Shootings, stabbings, murders, homeless, drugs. This is your new mayor. The budget is going to be basically flat. Flattening the police budget. Trust me, buddy. Tourism isn't down because of Omicron. All right. <laughs> you know, whatever. Back to what we were talking about before. In case you missed it, I did a little history recap at the beginning of the show. I haven't done that in a while. And yes, new history podcast coming before I forget, before I forget. Because we don't have a regular show on Monday, it's President's Day. wanted to give the staff off and whatnot. I will, there will be a new history podcast. I don't know if Chris will be able to drop it on Monday, but it's going to be recorded and done and finished probably tomorrow. So the chances you're going to have something to listen to on Monday, even though it's not a regular show, are really strong. Remember, these history podcasts I'm going to do, they're going to be one, irregular, two, kid-friendly, just like this show. No cussing, no perverse stuff. I will always do a show you can listen to with your kids. There may be more violence in those. There's just going to be military history and ugly stuff. So just be aware of that. And they're going to be non-political, no politics at all. It's just going to be history presented as I see it, which I despise how history is taught these days because we've so ingrained anti-Americanism that even history is taught that way. I've said forever, some of the most damaging propaganda out there are it's what's in the history books and history teachers. Everything is framed as, well, America sucks. So uh, look, America's stupid and evil. So I despise that. I just, you won't get that from me. Now you're not going to get cheerleading either. I'm just going to present it to you as best I can. All right. So that is coming. That's coming soon. Now back to what we were talking about. Let's rewind. Let's rewind. You remember when Justin Trudeau did this? And in case, in case maybe you're sitting there, maybe you're saying, hey, Jesse, I'm, I'm in a high rise in Manhattan. I really don't care about Canada. I'm going to explain it to you in a second. You need to understand what is happening right now in Canada is important, not just for America, for the entire world. The Western world should be watching very intently what's going on. You remember when Justin Trudeau did this? After speaking with opposition leaders, the federal government has invoked the Emergencies Act to supplement provincial and territorial capacity to address the blockades and occupations. Okay. I'm sure he doesn't mean anything by that. Surely he wouldn't do anything wrong. I mean, after all, this guy... Almost sounds like the same guy, and I'm sure he sure he wouldn't do anything wrong. He was asked which country he most admired and referred to China. There's a level of, of uh, admiration I actually have for China. Um, because their you know, basic dictatorship is allowing them uh, to actually turn their economy around on a dime and say, we need to go green as fast as we need to start you know, investing in solar. I mean, there is a flexibility that I know Stephen Harper must dream about of having a dictatorship that he could do everything he wanted uh, that I find quite interesting. Ha ha ha, I love China. Ha ha, okay. Yeah. And don't worry, we're going to get to my I told you so portion of it. That, that, that's, that's coming later. Right now, we need to be praying for the truckers and saying what's happening. Canada's justice minister, after Trudeau invokes the Emergencies Act, basically martial law, that's what you need to know, martial law, his justice minister came out and said this. First of all, this is a crisis that needs special attention. 
that there were normative gaps. This is one of them. And in order to, to attack the, the funding, the foreign funding problem of these, this occupation, the, the Emergencies Act allows us to, to make the declaration immediately and then put the, the parliamentary scrutiny afterwards. If someone illegally or someone wrongfully has their bank account frozen, the bank says, well, we've deemed that you're a supporter or your money, you've been supporting the truckers. Now that they've got the power, what's that recourse for that, that Canadian citizen? And are you saying, well, we just have to, the government's giving these powers to financial institutions and then just relying on the reasonableness of it? That's the threshold? Evan, we already do this with respect to terrorist financing. Uh, we already do this with respect to money laundering. What we are doing is extending the same kinds of principles and procedures to this situation. Okay. Look, it's, it's what we do for all terrorism, right? It's just terrorism. I mean, of course, Canadian truckers, are, they're like ISIS, right? Just like ISIS. Okay. So what then happened next? Well, what happened next was they went after the money. So you're confirming that accounts have been frozen, both personal and corporate, but you're not releasing the information. And the actual follow-up is, um, I'm just wondering whether the bank accounts will be targeted of individuals who donated to the Give, Send, Go and the GoFundMe campaigns. Are they considered designated people under the Emergencies Act, meaning that their credit cards could be cut and financial services are targeting them as well? Okay, so the names of both individuals and entities as well as crypto wallets have been shared by the RCMP with financial institutions and account. Just, I'm, I'm going to start that again. I won't start it over, but I want to make sure you heard what she just said. And crypto. It's been shared by financial institutions. Because I have an Ask Dr. Jesse question I'm going to get to shortly. But remember this. There is... There is almost no escape when the same ideology controls every single cultural institution. And that's why we must create more of our own. That's going to be a central theme tonight. Anyway, she continues. Have been frozen and more accounts will be frozen. Uh, crowdfunding platforms and payment service providers have started the registration process with FinTrack. Uh, in terms of the specifics on whose accounts are being frozen, uh, you now have the regulations. The financial service providers have those regulations as well. And they, working with law enforcement, will be making the operational decisions. Okay. Just want to make sure we're recapping as we follow along here. Trudeau declares martial law. His justice minister comes out and likens the people in the city to terrorists. Okay, so we've decided there's martial law. We've decided these truckers are terrorists. We now are going after their bank accounts and their money. Okay, this is all a very purposeful process. I want you to understand this. We're going to recap it all. Don't worry. Very purposeful process. What do you do next? Okay, so declared martial law. You declared they're terrorists. You went after their money. What would be the next step? Well, the Ottawa police chief came out and said it. When are you planning to intervene uh, for the kids in the protest? So thanks for the question. One of the key concerns that we've had as we've planned and, and looked at how we want to proceed to end this protest is the number of children that remain in there. We continue to work with our partners from the Children's Aid Society and other social services to look at the best, most safest way to have children removed from the area uh, prior to any sort of police action. 
to have children removed from the area. What, 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 he, what he referenced there, that group, by the way, that's basically America's version of child protective services. You know, they show up, knock on your door, and they take little Billy away from you. Horrible scandals are bound with child protective services taking away kids from their parents. Okay, so they're terrorists. We've taken their money. We are now getting ready to take their children. And it continued. There was another step after that and another step after that. And we're going to cover all that here in a second. And this is a critical thing happening for the entire world. I want you to understand. Don't think it doesn't apply to you. It does. I will, I will finish this and then we'll move on, I swear, to ask Dr. Jesse questions and everything else on a Friday. Now, that's enough of the ugliness. Let's talk about something that is truly wonderful. You ever look into Tunnel to Towers? I know you've heard me talk about Tunnel to Towers before, and you know they pay off mortgages for Gold Star families. You know they build smart homes for these catastrophically wounded veterans who, who are missing limbs, who, who have been horrifically injured, and they need special things. They need special stoves and showers and stairs and things like that. Tunnel to Towers not only does that, they do it the right way, meaning they don't have people sucking up all the money you give. When you look at all the charity ratings, they all rate Tunnel to Towers pretty much perfect. When you give, your money goes exactly where they say it's going to go. And believe me when I tell you, having had experience in that industry, that is rare. I am proud to ask you to give. Go to T2T.org. T2T.org. They ask you for 11 bucks a month. Go. Hang on. Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. And I'm sorry I've been polluting your Ask Dr. Jesse Friday with Justin Trudeau and Eric Adams and yucky history stuff. I know you want me to get to the questions. I'm getting to them. I'm getting to them. Just allow me to finish this up really quickly here, okay? They already went after the money of the truckers. They labeled them terrorists. They went after the money. They're already threatening the children. We now have video out today and we're getting word in. I want to make sure I'm being completely accurate about everything. They also went after the two organizers of the protest. They're both in handcuffs as we speak. Okay, so you went after the money. You threatened the kids. You arrested the leadership. Well, the problem is that doesn't remove the trucks. And the protesters are still locking arms. They're not leaving. They're not backing down. Uh-oh, big problem, right? Very, very big problem. What comes next? Well, I'll just tell you this. They are beating up, and we're getting reports, they are arresting journalists who are filming in this area. Why do you think they're doing that? In case you'd like to know what comes next, allow me to introduce you to this super, super smart radio guy. His name is, uh, hang on, uh, Jesse Kelly. From February 11th, this was what Jesse Kelly came on here and told you was going to happen. Pay attention. There have been a lot of COVID protests across the world, protests against the lockdowns and mandates and things like that. 
but none of them have really had teeth. A bunch of angry people in the streets, waving signs out in front of a building. Okay, that a trucker convoy clogging things up is the first one with teeth. And remember this. Remember, the truckers, you can make the argument, are the most important people in a society. Not doctors, not lawyers, not cops, not military, not government officials. Look around you. Everything was on a truck. The truckers are the veins. They are, they are the arteries. They, they, without the truckers, there is no society. It would stop. Now, Western leaders are now all corrupt and rotted. They don't have any loyalty, loyalty to their own country anymore. They're all loyal to each other. You know, Justin Trudeau doesn't care about Canada. Joe Biden doesn't care about America. And it's not just politicians, right? Billionaires get in on this. They, they don't care. They can expand their wealth and power. And by expanding their power, I mean crushing your freedom. The, the Western leaders despise the limits on their power. That's why they're all globalists now. My theory was when Justin Trudeau, remember when he went into hiding, that he didn't have COVID or something. He went into hiding, and I believe he had a talking to and I believe the other globalists told him, in no uncertain terms, can you give in to the trucker protest? Why? Well, the entire globalist cabal comes down if the trucker protest comes on. If they win, if they win in Canada, they're going to do the same thing in Australia. These things are already spreading into New Zealand, Europe. There's already all this talk about America doing one to D.C., if Canada folds, if Justin Trudeau folds, it could bring down the entire globalist cabal. It could change Western civilization. It's that big. And the globalists understand that. And then I made a prediction. A prediction I really, really, really hope is wrong. Because Trudeau can't allow the truckers to win. I don't believe he's allowed to let the truckers to win. The only other option is a ramp up of force of some kind. I want to make sure you know Joe Biden has already spoken out against the trucker protests. Weird how all the globalists seem to do it. This that I'm about to play you, this is from today. This is Justin Trudeau. This is this is coming to a head. Does this sound like a human being who's about to back off and fold? If you joined the protests because you're tired of COVID, you now need to understand that you are breaking laws. The consequences are becoming more and more severe. You don't want to end up losing your license, end up with a criminal record, which will impact your job, your livelihood, even your ability to travel internationally, including to the US. We've heard your frustration with COVID, with the measures that are there to keep people safe. We've heard you. It's time to go home now. I want to make sure you understand today, it's in writing, they're threatening them with fines, a year in jail. They're not backing off. Now for the take that's going to make everybody mad. I love this trucker protest. You should keep these truckers in your prayers. We are with you in spirit. I hope it continues to grow. But I believe the children at this trucker protest should go home now, if at all possible. Not the truckers. I want the truckers and the trucks to stay. 
the children, I know there are many of them there. I do believe they should go home. And I'm not going to elaborate any further. I think you understand very well what I'm saying. I believe this situation is about to get dangerous. Tyrants, tyrants don't give up power easily. Tyrants hurt people. And tyrants hurt a lot of people on the way out the door. If we're witnessing a challenge that could possibly bring down this globalist cabal, don't think that that, they're just going to go quietly into the night. Don't think for a second they are. Why do you think no major Western leader has spoken out in support of the Canadian truckers? Do you think that's an accident? And here we are. How bad is it going to get? Well, I want you to understand something else. And Chris, you can go ahead and jot this down too. Do you know there's, there's something that's well known in politics? Politicians know this very, very well. You know when you drop bad news? We got bad poll numbers. Got bad job numbers. We got, we got a scandal. Someone got caught with the secretary. We got, you know when you drop bad news in politics? Friday. You drop it on Friday because when people get off work on Friday, they don't watch the news. They don't pay attention for a few days. By the time Monday rolls around, it's kind of out of the news and it helps you weather the storm. What day is it today? It is going to be a very long weekend for those Canadian truckers, and I mean a very long weekend. It's Friday, and it's about to be Friday night. The world is going to be busy doing other things, date night with the old lady. Let's have some fun with the kids, a couple beers. And therefore, there are not going to be as many eyes on those protests and what they're about to do to the protesters. It's about to be crackdown weekend, and it's going to be very, very, very ugly. Say a prayer for those protesters. And say a prayer, by the way, for Mike Lindell as well. Remember, Mike Lindell, not only did they debank him, he said he's taking 10,000 pillows up to those protesters, which is, one, is really, really freaking cool. But let's keep Mike and everyone with Mike in, in our prayers, huh? Let's, let's keep him in our prayers. Oh, don't forget, by the way, Giza Dream Sheets, lowest price ever right now, 60% off. Maybe it's a good time. If you've been, if you've been considering it, no, no pressure. If you've been considering it, why not get them 60% off? Uh, some can come in as low as $39.99. So, look, if you've been considering it, good time to say thanks. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, and use the promo code JESSE and enjoy the best freaking sheets in the history of mankind. MyPillow.com, radio listener specials, promo code JESSE. Enjoy those Giza Dream Sheets. 